The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickers. Welcome to this Sunday's edition of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, licensed real estate broker with AccuNet Realty Advisors and the majority owner of AccuNet Mortgage, along with my son, David, who is one of our top senior loan consultants, also a managing owner and a, and our chief client experience officer. If you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. And remember, you can also grab a podcast of today's show wherever you normally get your podcast. All right, David, so I think it was either on Thursday or maybe it was Friday. It all blurs together. The headline from the Wall Street Journal, mortgage rates hit 7.09%, highest in more than 20 years. Any immediate comment on that? They, it amazes me that they don't reference a better a source of information. And I just pulled it up. They're referencing the Freddie Mac weekly survey, the primary mortgage market survey, which came out with that exact number on Thursday, 7.09. But as you're about to uh, bring the hammer down, that's old news. That is, in fact, now they changed their methodology. Uh, I don't know, six, nine months ago. Yeah. And it used to be a weekly survey of lenders. So it was maybe only two or three days out of whack. Now they're looking at the interest rates that lenders have pumped through their automated underwriting system over, are you ready, the last three weeks and averaging them. So this would be like quoting the S&P stock index and using an average over the last three weeks instead oh, of telling you what it is right now. I'm going to do one better. It's like averaging what the weather has been the last three weeks. How's it been? Yeah. Sunny, mostly. Mostly, yeah, if you average it. So it's actually worse than that <laughs> because rates have been going up. Um, the best source, we think, public source, is Mortgage News Daily, and uh, they reported on Friday the 30-year fixed rate of 7.37%. And they're looking at actual lender rate sheets, many of them, and then they're adjusting it for the rosiest possible uh, scenario uh, with no points. So that's the other problem with the with the Freddie Mac survey. Yeah. We now they don't report. Hey, how many? How much interest or points interest paid up front did borrowers pay on that seven point oh nine rate? We don't know. Two points, half a point, uh, invisible. So that is no longer the benchmark, but they did get the headline right, uh, that it's the highest in 20 years. And um, if you look at that 737 uh, rate with no points, Acunet could actually do better than that because we're absent some other things. We don't have a lot of fees uh, that go along with that. So we could offer a, and this is for a Wisconsin home purchase, uh, on a two hundred thousand dollar loan amount with forty percent down and seven sixty credit, that is the all the right stuff. That is the yeah. super right stuff, and that's what we're comparing to here. So we ended the week at seven point three seven five with no points, and if we needed an appraisal, the total loan cost at low overhead Acunet 
would be $1,097. You over there? You got a comment? I just uh, I wanted to turn the spreadsheet answer, because we're talking about rates. Big headline, rates. But it does come down to, and what's my monthly payment? That's right. Because I just want to I wanna frame this. I used a loan amount of 225 okay? If you go from 6875 all the way up a oh, half percent, oh my gosh, yeah. to 7375 it's $76 a month, Dad. Okay. I I just, for the home buyers out there, would we have preferred that rates remain tame? Of course. But the $76 a month is not going to make or break looking across the dinner table and being like, honey, I want to buy a house this fall. I, I'm going to say it's going to break some people. I talked to no. a Chicago. Well, wait a minute. Hear no me out. No way. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, and it depends on when you started, right? Your search. So this is from uh, a friend of ours, a real estate agent in the Chicago area, George Nicosia, and he had written an offer over uh, last weekend uh, for people. They went over asking, and uh, they hadn't heard back yet. But then, having slept on it, and they called their mortgage broker. They weren't working with. Accident. Over the weekend, they called their mortgage broker and learned what their new rate would be, okay, yeah. in the current market. And then on Monday morning, they called up George and said, withdraw our offer. At these high rates, we're, we're not comfortable. So if you're, if you're a home shopper who's at the margin and you feel like you are already stretching, and then you go up another seventy-five bucks. In that particular case, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. All right, what do you got? You got you're raising your hand. What do you uh, want to say? I, I don't. I. What's a word that's less hot than apocryphal? I just for your for that story, it just seems were they convenience or out of need, as far as you know. I don't know. I don't know if this is their next house or their first house. Let's say it's their first just house. Saying, I've, they just I've got, got good... clients. I've got clients yeah. in both buckets, need and uh, uh, want. And for sure, the people who are in the want bucket, maybe they dial back. But for the people who are in the need bucket, the 76 bucks that I described in my example, I think I've got let's, – let's put this all in the context, thinking long-term – Right. about mortgage money. Let's cover that when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David. That's Brian. And uh, lines have been drawn. Dad, no, I'm kidding. But we're just talking about uh, home buyers, are we going to call it on the on the edge? You know, as on the bubble. rates yeah. on the bubble, as rates um, rise, of course there are going to be home buyers who self-select and say, "Eh, not for me." And you were describing a couple in the Chicagoland area who self-selected because uh, I bet you they could have afforded if they loved the house enough or whatever, they probably could have afforded the home but were spooked in your story yeah well another element that was shared with me is one of them uh no they're both so 
And so one of them was having a little downturn in their business. You know, that, so it's, yeah. a, it's, all, it's, it's never one thing, right? It's like a plane crash. There's never one reason for a plane crash. There's always multiple reasons. <laughs> in this particular case, you know, there's always multiple reasons why people decide not to do something like buy a house. Sure. And this just was the last one that the, broke the proverbial uh, camel's back. So, uh, so you said, or do you want to go on to your story that you were telling me about, about somebody who bought their house and didn't have to pay more than the list price? Or do you, well, is there more to... More on this meat, more meat on this just, bone you want to talk about. What I, what I wanted is to just a theme we've come back to, and then absolutely, let me get to that story. The, the theme is my personal, if you're on the phone with me, my words are buy when it's hard. Because if you're waiting for relief on either rates, inventory, something, so is everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so when relief comes, you will not be the only one to recognize the relief. Other people will recognize relief and swarm back into the marketplace. And increasing I know that that's demand. Increasing, increasing demand. demand. Yep. And and I know that that's uh, hard medicine or hard advice. But it's true because, as we say to all our clients, I mean, Dad, you were uh, you had a client uh, in this last week. You were telling me who did their first loan with us in two thousand one. There's there's a lot of life over the course of you know your working career and your mortgage. This sure. will not be the last loan any home buyer ever has, and you have to get into the house first in order to make that money smarter, cheaper, better over time. Here's the here's the rest of the hopefully. here's the rest of the you know wh- where are we at right now? I mentioned in the first segment that low overhead Acunet can offer a seven point three seven five thirty year fixed rate with no points, only a thousand ninety seven dollars. That's if you have you know all the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the APR I didn't say in the first segment, so I'll say it now three, seven point three nine. Uh, but we could have also offered somebody six nine nine on this two hundred thousand dollar loan, and they would have had to have paid an extra two thousand dollars of loan costs because they'd be paying seventeen hundred and fifty dollars of points to yeah. achieve that much better sounding rate. And then what we do every day when we're talking to people, we'll get this up on the screen right ahead of them. We say, well, should you pay that extra? Uh, $2,031 to be exact, uh, to get the lower rate. Well, we just do a little break-even calculus and say, well, you'd save 52 bucks a month. How long would it take you to make back the money mm-hmm. uh, that you would have paid up front? The answer is 3.2 years. So the real question is, do we have a reasonable amount of confidence that sometime in the next 3.2 years, mortgage rates will come back down to 699 and you'll be able to get that rate without the points? You have an opinion on that? A three point two year window? Well, um, me personally, um, yeah. I, I I am not that patient, so I would. But I'm but I'm a mortgage banker. I would rather keep my cash, and the monthly payment doesn't matter to me. Uh, but for clients, honestly, on the front lines, most of the time, it's somewhere right in the middle. Okay, you know, and that's not, why we give people three options: the seven point one two five would be $500 cheaper than the 6.99 you could get point, it for $2500. Yeah, at some bucks. point bar, borrowers, home buyers look and they're like, I don't want to overpay on the rate. 
right, and try to beat that thing down. On the other end of the spectrum, I, I tell clients in, on the story that we'll share coming up here shortly, the lower cost option, I always like to say, makes for a bad story. When you go see your brother-in-law <laughs> over the weekend, no, it does. It makes for a bad yeah. story. It's like, well, yeah, those guys at those guys at Acunet, they got me this higher rate with less cost. All right, your we got a culture. Yeah, well, I know, but your father-in-law will look at you like, wait, what are you, you do doing? What? I, I, yeah, my daughter shouldn't have a higher rate. You ain't well, gotta get them you know best what? rate. It, it's 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 all about the the likelihood and there. When we come back, let's review. The, I have a real the, I have a real example. On, okay, on, real on, example. In, in the in that story, I I went through this exact conversation earlier in the week, and uh, I did. There's a way that I always like to phrase it with customers on the break even, and I'll share that right, exact phrasing yes. when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in today. I'm Brian Wickard, the elder, and that's the younger, taller, more handsome David Wickard over there. David, you're going to uh, regale us with a real-life story from this last week of somebody who, A, bought, got their offer accepted at the listing price or something mm -hmm. like that. You didn't have mm -hmm. to overpay? Tell us about that. Well, Dad, clearly the list price, you know, is this fundamental number, you know, solidified in statistics and whatnot, right? Oh, not really. It's an okay. opinion. It's a swag. It's an opinion. So uh, this buyer, I think this, so I was looking at days on market on this house now that it's under contract, and they, had they gone into this weekend... It would have been their third weekend on the market. Okay. And I think this continues. This is a story that I just am paying attention to on homes that roll into a second or a third or a fourth weekend. Blood's in the water a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the market. wild. It's the weak member of the herd. It is. And, and the hunters say, okay, there's a weak one. There's some weakness there because it hasn't sold yet. We're going to attack Exactly. That. And so, and for whatever reason, you know, it's a lovely home. Pictures are good. But the my buyers uh, went and saw it middle of the week and didn't, wisely, did not wait until the weekend to go see it. You know, if you go see a house on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Find yeah. the time in your schedule right. to go see to it because everyone can go see a house on the weekend, mostly. So they went and uh, saw the home, liked it. And uh, wrote an offer, and I think uh, initially wrote maybe about five thousand under the list price. Ooh! And then the seller counters back at the list price. This is in maybe like the three fifty to four hundred range. Okay, all right. Seller counters back to their original list price, but includes uh, a seller credit for Ooh. I think it was four thousand dollars. This was the price. seller's idea. This is the seller coming back. Like, no, pay me my price. The buyer calls me, and, and in speaking with their agent as well, buyer calls me and says, hey, what do you think? And I just, because we're all about the negotiation or, you know, get getting it pulled together. Yeah. I offered, is this a poker reference? Re-raise the seller. Oh. Because what I suggested was go higher. 
re-raise them to a higher price, but increase the seller credit as well. So all that to say, go five, I'm going to call it $5,000 more and ask for a $9,000 seller credit. What are we going to do with all that money, David? Our closing well, costs are so low. We Our closing costs are that low. But what we're going to get to is there is there is more than one way we can absorb that money to the benefit of the buyer. Anyway, the the way that the dust settled, the seller didn't really bite on the higher than the extreme version that I just described. Sure, but they they dialed up the seller credit a little bit more. So our buyer has a six thousand dollar seller credit. Cool, and and now and now it comes down to. Well, how do I want to use that six thousand dollars? What's our down payment amount here? Down or payment percentage? amount uh, is about five percent down payment. Ooh, okay. So they're definitely escrowing for property taxes, yep. which means that that's an eligible item that the sell that we could use that seller credit for. What are the other things we could use the seller credit for, Dave? It- well, so the the way I um, posed it, and and I sent you the per- same proposals that I shared with these buyers. You know, the $6,000, as I like to say, is you can decide to use the seller's money to get a lower rate, right? Because you got 6000 bucks, We can line it up where you're paying points, $6,000 in points, to buy it on the rate to get the lower rate and the lower payment. And the way that I think I'm going to try to read your mind, you're monetizing that $6,000 from the seller via a lower monthly payment. That's right. Which and, and so the longer, getting... yeah, the longer that you you keep that payment. But my problem is, what if you refinance? You know, well, what if rates exactly. do drop and then you refinance? Now, now that you took that money from the seller and you flushed it down the toilet. Yeah. So just to give uh, our listeners the example, if you want to use that six thousand bucks to get a lower rate, six point nine nine percent. But mm. then, but then. The money is spent. And yes, you get the lower monthly payment. But per our previous conversation, I also showed them 7.5%. Ooh, ugly. But the benefit of that higher rate is that they are keeping, they are not spending the seller credit to get the lower rate. So on the day of closing, they're bringing six thousand less dollars to closing, and that's kind of cool. Our, well, it is. It is cool. And uh, what I'll share after this break here is the struggle that the buyer really had because they're trying to debate payment, uh, and I'll describe the real life things they're thinking about regarding payment and also cash needed at closing. Right now, it's time to turn it over to the 24-hour newsroom. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Dad, just, just describing a client who got an accepted offer this week. We have clients who do that. And analyzing, as we always do, their options and for them a really cool extra option they've got this excellent six thousand dollar credit from the seller 
that I always remind buyers, it, it can't go to your down payment. We must pair credit with cost. And so it's a conversation of how do we want to spend the seller's money? So we started uh, with paying points using the seller's money, and then I also compared that to not paying points, and as I would call it, monetizing the credit by not spending it, by keeping that money. Uh, and one of the interesting things that the client shared with me focused mostly around monthly payment. A young couple just got recently engaged, and in his mind, kind of practicing, I guess I'll call it, paying their bills, including this new mortgage on just his salary. And think and being mindful of the other things that go into owning a home. You know, questions about, hey, what do you think the heating bill might be for this place and other expenses that come along? Uh, not necessarily the cost of a new uh, mower, but things like that. And so, as is true for all of our loan consultants, we're analyzing the spreadsheet, but we're also mindful of the real-life elements of how people are deciding what makes them comfortable uh, about their mortgage and monthly payment. One tool that I did reach for in our Mortgage Carpenter toolkit was a buy-down. Do you want to describe what a temporary buy-down is for our listeners? Sure, sure. So there are, are two things you can do to make the payment lower. You can fork over money called points up front in order to drive down the interest rate. And in your example, David, there, it would cost, uh, or we would have the seller pay for $6,000 of the 6900 bucks it would take for them in their particular unique situation to fetch a 6.99 rate. So that buys the interest rate down to 699 for the life of the loan. The, the drawback of that is if we're so lucky that we could refinance them, let's say down to six and a half sometime in the next couple of years when rates hopefully come back down, and by the way, all the big guys with economists say rates are going to be coming down. Well, now we've lost that six grand or whatever portion, you know, was dedicated to permanently buying down the money. We've wasted that seller credit. Well, another thing you can do is you can temporarily buy down the payment rate. And that's where you take that $6,000 or a portion thereof. And you we put it into a literally into a separate buy down escrow account and every month uh, one twelfth of that money comes out to effectively subsidize the home buyer's payment so the numbers that you worked up showed that uh, hey we could either use all that money and get a 699 rate but if we just used it to temporarily reduce the payments on the mortgage uh, for the first year he, they would have an effective payment rate of 6.375 well that's 148 bucks less a month than the uh, 6.99 rate. That's the difference. And so I think that's got some legs. You said that there first, you told me on the break that they didn't really like that idea. Any idea why? The the hook on the buy-down is that come next October, the subsidy ends, and then their payment goes back up to what it would be if the subsidy from the seller's credit was no longer yeah. there. Right, so you at, only at enjoy that glance, payment yeah. uh, relief for the first year, then it would go back to the long-term rate of 7.375. Yep. And and just at first glance, and um, we might return to that conversation as they sleep on the numbers a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I think for cool. a young home buyer, I, th I think 
change in the monthly payment, even if maybe they understand it here, fall of 23, I'm always mindful of, hey, November of 2024, I'll just need to probably, if they would choose the buy down, text them to remind them, hey, by the way, remember this game plan that we put together last year where you saved X hundreds of dollars, you know, over the first year? Okay, well, now now there's going to be a change. And I'm going to keep my eye on rates to see if we might be able to refinance you out of that new rate, we're going to call it. One, one super important thing that we haven't mentioned yet. So the, the money that we would be setting aside in this example would total $2,900 to subsidize their payment over the first year. Let's say we get six months into this and we haven't used up that whole payment subsidy escrow account. What happens to the remaining money? In my example, uh, $1,450. You get the money back. You refinance, and that money gets cut back to you as the homeowner. Well, and it's not monetized in your pocket, by the way. It gets applied to your old principal balance yeah. when, you, when you refinance or pay off the mortgage. So unlike that permanent buy-down where once you spend the money to cram the rate down to 699 it's gone. You never get that back with a temporary rate buy-down. You do get the money back. All right, what are we going to talk about when we come back, David? The uh, latest rate forecast, or you got something sure. more interesting than and that? And I've, I've got a client who mm, uh, has some rental properties and, and had a question to me like, well, but why does that matter when I'm buying my next house? A uh, conversation about the whole financial picture when you're getting ready to go buy your next place. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest stick in the state, AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the uh, August 20th edition of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, David, why don't you just quickly tell us about uh, you know how the whole financial picture comes into play when, when somebody says, hey, can I afford to buy this or $400,000 house, I think was your example? Yeah. Well, it's ta it's taking in the whole picture. And this is true. Uh, so for this client, they actually had rental properties. And so mm. it's analyzing not just this new primary residence for them, but it's looking at, well, how's the cash flow on the rental properties? And, and the answer lies in tax returns and lease agreements and, and, and understanding what positive or negative that that drag or uh, wind in your sails is. Because it's all part of, will I be able to make the on-time full payment on my new primary home? That's right. Which is also true for if you're just going from your current house to your new house, you know, and you don't want to sell before you close. We got to yeah, do the same we have thing. To, we got to make sure you can afford both houses. We have to count the principal and interest taxes and insurance on that old departing residence, as we call it, even if you've got an accepted offer on it. You know, because we don't know if that accepted offer is going to close. So you had a client buying another second home. Hey, we had to count his existing second home. He didn't have a mortgage on that condo, but we had to count the HOA dues and the taxes and oh. the insurance, sure. plus the principal interest taxes insurance on his current primary residence. So, yeah, it's we call it a financial stress test. Can you handle all this? So in your particular case, did your potential client realize that he had negative uh, cash flow? You'd think he would. On the rental properties? Uh, I'm going to say in real life, he was fine. It's just on paper, it was a little tighter uh, for us. That's the way that I'll phrase it. Okay. So um, 
we, we do have to look at all those debts. By the way, hey, student loans are going to be turning back on. And while mortgage lenders, even while, boy, it's been a long time that student loans have been in forbearance, um, but they're going to turn back on, is it in October of this year, David? Mm -hmm. Yeah, soon. Soon. And uh, so, by the way, I I read something on uh, Moody's. They estimated that that's going to cause $71 billion a month of of, uh, student loan payments to need to be made that hadn't been passed three years under COVID. And I thought, wow, I wonder if that's going to be a huge drag on the gross domestic product of America. And the answer is no. It might affect gross domestic product by like 0.2% or something. Oh, really? So that's not going to have a chilling effect or force the economy into a recession or something like that. David, I I took a call uh, from a client looking to get, well, looking to get re-pre-approved because he had already been pre-approved by a local credit union. And I'll call it, he was pre-approved in a flimsy fashion where they uh, asked him about his income but didn't verify it. And the unusual thing is that... That's my favorite. If I got asked by a credit union, how much money do you make? I make a billion dollars. Write me a pre-approval of whatever I want. Fantastic. Yeah. And remember, that's the difference, folks, between our rock-solid guaranteed pre-approvals. We're actually going to document and analyze your income information and your down payment uh, in addition to your credit. And I would say, I don't know, 85% of the pre-approvals that are out there just verify the credit and say, we took your word for it on the income and the down payment. Well, in this particular case, he shared with me, well, I um, reported my actual tip, my cash tip income, for the first time in 2022, he like told the government what that was and paid tax on it because he knew he would be probably trying to buy a house in 2023. Well, the problem is when you have variable income like tip income, we don't get to use your best year. Uh, we get to use an average of the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this other thing that happened was he worked more shifts in 2022 than he did in has so far in 2023. So we actually might have declining income from the perspective of 2022 to 2023. And so this is just an example of, mm, yeah, I know somebody told you you're pre-approved for this number, but they really didn't do the homework. Yeah, yeah you over there. Well, uh, what I was going to ask was it's good that he um, reported everything for 2022. But for 2021, you know, we're doing a two-year average plus your year-to-date. So the under-reporting in 2021 is even going to further drag down the monthly average. Yeah. You know, like you said, not just your best year or your best month. Yeah, I'm more worried about this year-to-date, by the way. Because it's at a, a lower pace than 2022 was. So we'll let you know how that comes out. I hooked him up with brother-in-law Tim Holdman there because he just had gotten two waitresses approved and under contract. So he's our most recent variable tip income expert here on the Academic Mortgage Team. When we come back, David, uh, let's do take a look at we have eight different forecasts on where mortgage rates are going here in the next little bit of time. We're going to cover that when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620, WTMJ. Find a place to call home. 
without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back, and uh, I'm Brian Wickert, the elder. That's David Wickert, uh, my son, and our chief client experience officer. Um, David, uh, Justin Lambert, uh, the Forbes reporter, did a nice job of pulling together eight mortgage forecasts from all the bigs, let's call them, and here they are. Mortgage Bankers Association uh, projects that the 30-year fixed rate will average 5.9% in the fall of this year. And from from their lips to God's ears, as we like to say, and beyond this, that year then, uh, no, beyond this year, they expect rates to slide towards 4.9 by the end of 2024. We like that one. Morningstar, these are the guys that rate all the mutual funds and stuff like that. They think the average will be down to six and a quarter uh, by the end of this year and five by the end of 2024. So actually very similar to the mortgage bankers, or, you know, within a quarter to a half percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldman Sachs, the big investment bank, they think that we're going to be at 6.4 by the end of this year. And by the way, don't forget, folks, right now we're at 7.375 with no points on a 30-year fixed rate if you got all the right stuff. And then they expect it to go down to 5.9 by the end of 2024. So they are basically a full point or so higher than the first two. National Association of Realtors thinks we'll be at 6.4 by the end of the year and then 6% by the end of uh, 2024. So they, too, are less optimistic than the mortgage bankers and the Morningstar people. Morgan Stanley says uh, that mortgage rates will start the year at 6. And finally, Moody's Analytics, they think 6.5 through most of the rest of 2024 and then sliding down towards 6. Oh, I forgot one. Realtor.com, 6.1% to start uh 2024 and Fannie Mae lastly thinks it'll be 6.6 in the um, fourth quarter and then going down to 6.1 by the end of next year. I'll take any of those. What about you, David? What's the joke? Economists exist to make meteorologists look great. Is that the line? Yeah, look accurate, right? So go ahead. You can you can rain on all these forecasts. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm going to stand on my chair because I. You know what? I'm so glad Fannie Mae. They keep all of their forecasts. They archive them. Because if yeah, they I do. was them, I would delete them. I would burn them. But I uh, <laughs> I pulled up the February 2023 forecast. You okay. Yes. Uh, here in Q3, they thought the 30-year fixed would be at 5.9. Okay, so they're only off by, like, more than a point. Uh, that's not... If you're a bookie, you're going to get killed if you're off by that much. 5.9. <laughs> and then and then uh, fourth quarter, they thought in February rates would be at 5.7. So, I mean, I guess it just comes back to, if I can return to, rates are what they are. And there are, I'm going to say, at least two buckets of buyers. Those who need and those who are choosing. And the need bucket is moving forward. And that group is going to be able to get into a home, enjoy the home, because like you're not just getting a mortgage and a rate, you're all living there, enjoying the house. And then when opportunity presents itself, refinancing in Wisconsin's real cheap. And if Rates return to this, did you say 4.9%, somebody said, end of next yeah. year? Uh, no, no, is, uh, end of 20 is 5.9. No, no, you're right. That was the Mortgage Bankers Association, 4.9. But, hey, 
Come on, they're the people that really want the rates to be that low. Well, I know. I'm just saying, if you're a buyer, it is going to be a frenzy if rates move that low. Which, if if you would like more competition to buy a home, you should wait until rates come down. Right, right. Because I was going to say that the argument when you hear all these good predictions, hey, rates are going to be lower. Well, I should wait. Well, but you're leaving out that supply and demand, which is what you just brought up, David. If and when rates come down, and remember, the reason that rates are high isn't because of the Federal Reserve. The reason mortgage rates are currently high is fear of inflation. And, you know, the latest readings have been good. Inflation is like running at around 3%. That ain't bad compared to where it's been. And and yet, the, the mortgage rates and other long-term interest rates are stubbornly high. So there seems to be a decent rationale for rates should come down as inflation abates. Well, you know, when that happens, as you just pointed out, it's going to increase demand. I don't think it's going to significantly increase the supply yeah. uh, and willingness of people to list their homes. So that is the recipe for higher future home prices. All I was right. just well, going to say, this yeah. is like uh, good financial advisors say don't try to time the stock market. Yeah. Your friendly mortgage advisors at Accident Mortgage are trying to say don't time the interest rate market. The wisdom still applies. If we can help you or a loved one or a friend or coworker, we think we're the best. And, of course, we're a little biased, but uh, our track record is pretty darn good. We'd love to help you uh, get in position to buy your next house or buy your first house. That's all the time we've got today. Thanks for tuning in to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Accident Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Accident Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.